What's up, everybody? How you doing? How you living? Austin Cunningham, Justin Trees, and Dan Kiefer coming to break down the divisional round bets that we have ready to rock and roll for this weekend and uh, a little bit of a division rivalry here uh, between a couple co-hosts, between Mr. Justin Trees and me, yours truly, Austin Cunningham, as Trees' Jacksonville Jaguars and my Kansas City Chiefs face off in Kansas City this Saturday. Uh, looking forward to that. Um but I'm going to be honest, I'm a little nervous about something because one, Tree says he has a, a surprise for us on today's episode that he messaged us in a group chat and said, hey, got something I need to say today. Dan and I, well, you know, you hear something like, hey, I got something to say, kind of surprising. We got excited about it. So we're going to see what that is. But then number two, Trevor Lawrence doesn't lose on Saturdays, has yet to do it. I'm not going to lie. I'm not a little stitious, but I am superstitious. I know I said that backwards. I did it on purpose because I am actually very scared of that. So... I love it. I love it. Um, I mean, I'll just get the little thing out of the way. And again, I told you, you guys hyped it up way more, but I just want you all to know that, I mean, the AFC technically really does run through Kansas City and Duval County. Uh, we are locking it in for six years in a row. Either the Kansas City Chiefs or the Jacksonville Jaguars have been in the AFC Championship game. I'm just saying, like, shout out are, the boat. Are, are they are they the two best teams in the AFC for this last decade? Some could argue, yes. Yeah, the stats back it up. Um, factually correct. I mean, we got two. Nobody else is besides. I mean, there's only three teams that have two appearances or more in the AFC Championship. Kansas okay. City, us, and. You know, did uh, the the corpse did, of New England? Did Jacksonville host the uh, AFC Championship game? No, the they boat? didn't. Okay. No, they didn't. Sadly. So, but mm, I was going to say maybe the Jacksonville. Did, the refs, did. <laughs> they for sure hosted was, that game. I was going to say maybe Jacksonville and Kansas City also lead the AFC in number one overall picks in the last six years combined. Uh, it could. It'd be close. It'd I be mean, close. Yeah, yeah the, Browns Jacksonville, would, the Browns would have an argument there for sure. But uh, Jacksonville would probably have to carry the uh, carry the team on that one. Yeah, for sure. I mean, hey, there's only one way to get Trevor Lawrence, you know what I mean? So, um, let's hey, I, nobody was Nobody was more happy about that than me because the Jets picked two. So, yeah. nobody was happier about that than me. Yeah. Let's dive into this game because it was fucking electric, right? So, Unbelievable comeback. I had 19 heart attacks in the game. Some doctors call it a miracle that I'm still breathing and alive right now. But, you know, I'm a living, you know, I'm a living miracle right now. So can I say how badly the refs were in that bad in that game? Oh, it's brutal. They were so bad. And even to the Jaguars favor sometimes in the second half, it, it, it truly felt like there was a few makeup calls too. like, but that first half, I was just like, they literally are not calling a goddamn thing. Like it is, it was mind-boggling how bad they were just ignoring things. So, have you guys ever watched a game and thought to yourself, "Wow, the refs did a really good job"? They're yeah, yeah. I'm I'm I I've never had that thought. I was just like thinking about it because you're going about it. I was thinking about how every game there's always like a big holding. A pass interference, a roughing the passer is the big one this year. It seems like there's always something. It's like, damn, like, is it possible for the refs to get these games right, or to what call always, what is a good game? Yeah, what always like irritates me. Sorry to interrupt you. Is what always gets me is just those stupid, cheap, like roughing the passer calls 
or when a defend like I mean it happened against you know Tom Brady and the Kansas City Chiefs there a couple years ago that first AFC Championship game that Kansas City went to with Mahomes where Chris Jones comes over the top tries to swat the ball and comes down and hits Brady in the shoulder and hits him in the side of the head too and they call like a roughing to the passer and you're just sitting there like that's such a weak call and like you just kind of added all the other calls of that game and then you know you eventually get D Ford offsides on the interception which would eventually had Kansas City with the win. Their first trip to the Super Bowl in 50, 49 years at that point. So it was just kind of like those are the type of calls that always irritate me. Or, you know, let's take it to another team. Des Bryant and the Cowboys versus Packers. That ball was we caught. caught it. Yeah, yeah like definitely caught it. You go to, you know, another championship or another divisional game when you got the Rams and the Saints. We all know the blown pass interference call. Those are the type of calls that I think we can all agree on. Doers like, okay, the refs did an awful job. But it's those stupid little nitpicky ones that happen right there in the beginning or middle of the fourth quarter that's just like completely changes the momentum of the game and what's happening. Yeah, for sure. For sure. So were you guys, and be honest here, were you guys at halftime like thinking about texting me, I'm sorry? Or like what was the thought process here? Were you guys going to just like not say anything to me and just like let me like, let me just like, Steam, you know, Dude, like have I was Matt. I don't know. I don't know how I te- I, I text you the whole first half, and then like I told you what I did. I I went to bed and I I woke up and I had like a billion texts from you. I was like, shit, I better turn the game back on, and I didn't turn it back on because I didn't want to kill the vibe. Because I also am very superstitious. So I was like, listen, if Jax is doing this thing, vibes, boys, vibes, go get it. Yeah, but yeah, at halftime I was like, fuck, this sucks. Yeah, it was the same thing with me last week, where it's just like, I'm not going to message Trees during this game. I haven't done it all year. I'm not going to do it now. This weekend, <laughs> phone's going to be blowing up, pal. <laughs> yeah, most likely. No, I'm not going to say anything. I don't like doing that. I don't like it when people do it to me, and I'm not going to do it to somebody else. So um, I'm really, I really don't even want to bet on this game because I have pretty much avoided betting on every single Kansas City Chiefs game this entire season. I don't know if that's something you guys have picked up on or not. And the fact that I'm doing it for this weekend because I really don't have a choice if I want to get to these 10 bets, uh, again, has me a little superstitious about everything that's going on. Because for some reason, I think what I do in my life somehow impacts a team two and a half hours north of me. Oh, a thousand percent. Like I was going to say, it it does, just so you know. It 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 100% does. does. Yeah, definitely does. It does. I was heading over to my buddy's house because he's a Chargers fan. So last, last week, walked out and realized, fuck i'm not wearing a black shirt and i've worn a black shirt the last five sunday or the last five jags games went back inside switched out for a black shirt what do you know another w if i didn't switch that out he misses that kick one thousand percent oh hey dude uh on christmas on christmas i uh at halftime of the packers dolphins game i put on a brand new jalen waddle jersey to go down to christmas because i'm in wisconsin everybody else there was a packer fan Dolphins at halftime decide to stop playing football, end up losing the game. I have not touched that jersey since. I don't know if I'll ever wear it again. I think it's I mean you crazy. definitely should have. You broke it in. No, I, I broke the dolphins by wearing it, is what I did. Like I because yeah, you never I, put it back on. When did two no, get a concussion? It, when did two get his next I, concussion? When I had it on. I didn't oh. I did not have it on. I put it, I didn't have it on. Miami was rolling Green Bay at halftime to go down to Christmas. I put it on, and then when, as soon as I put it on, Miami lost. Like, everything started to go poorly. Yeah, Three interceptions kind of and a half. A concussion. <laughs> that's what I said. I, I can't touch it. 
Like I think it went through the laundry. I think Kyla hung it up, but I I I don't know if I'll ever wear it again. Yeah, that's tough. That is that really is tough. Yeah, that's a big yikes, man. Um, but anyways, the rest of the games were fantastic this weekend. Like, <laughs> yeah. moving on, the games are like, good, folks. <laughs> the games, people are like, okay, enough of those. So, like, even the Niners Seahawks game was fun, right? Like, we had a good first half, and then it was awesome just to watch the Niners just do their thing and like all the explosive plays. It was a lot of fun there. We already talked about the Jags game. Your Dolphins stuck with the Bills. And that, was, that was like Shout crazy out. just to watch them, like watch it close. And I, I know everybody says this, so this is not breaking news, but like that was like the longest game ever. Like it was, yeah. it just dragged <laughs> on, but it was still close. Like if a lot of, I saw a lot of people being like, I want this game to end. I'm like, it's a close game. Like I'm good with it. Like I like football. Like, and in a month from now, we're all going to be begging for something. Exactly. XFL, baby. Yep. Um, uh, by the way, uh, just so you guys know, because I was looking up XFL rosters. The uh, Houston Roughnecks have a quarterback room of Caleb Ellaby, the old Western Michigan quarterback, yep. and Cole McDonald, Hawaii legend. Yeah, yeah you love guess it. who their guess who their running back is? Y'all remember Max Borgie from Stanford? No. Okay, well, there's probably a good reason for that. Anyway, their head coach is Wade Phillips, and I am just I am so excited. That's awesome. I am good, so excited. Good, good for him. That's awesome. <laughs> Um, so there's that. And then what was the next game? We got, we got the Vikings versus the giants. We all knew that the Vikings were frauds and there we go. Yep. Um, and then we ended up with a, honestly an awesome game between the Bengals and Ravens on Sunday night. That was a lot mm-hmm. of fun, very close game. And then obviously the shit show that was Monday night. Um, but we kind of knew that, right? I mean, no, I took I was the sucker and took yeah. Tampa. Actually, I actually my only bet was you took actually Tom the Brady. I took the you under. Took Tom actually. Brady. For for the record, though, in our bets, I only took the under, and I was right sure. by a half a point. Thank you, kicking God. Anybody anybody that bet on Tampa put in TB, and they were not betting on Tampa Bay. They were Tom, betting on Tom Brady and his like, playoff, you know, pedigree. persona. Is yeah, that's also very true. That yeah. and being undefeated against Dallas. Um, the thing that really surprised me was just how rattled Kirk Cousins looked. And, you know, some people would be like, oh, no, it's a primetime game. That's just how Kirk plays in those moments. But it's just like he never got comfortable. And in saying that, though, I need to give praise to the Giants defensive line. They played lights out, constant pressure throughout the whole game. You go to the 49ers game, I really thought Seattle would play them closer. Uh, did not happen. Brock Purdy, though, making plays. He did have a couple throws. You're like, ooh, that's not really that good of a throw, but it was completed. So everybody's hyping it up. But then, again, there was just plays where you sit there and you watch him. You're like, I mean, this guy does everything that Kyle Shanahan wants and more. He takes care of the ball. He can roll out to the left and throw accurately. He can roll out to the right and throw accurately. He can get out of the pocket, keep plays alive, and then, again, keep his eyes down the field to once more throw an accurate ball down the field. Kyle Shanahan loves that. He doesn't need all that fancy other shit. Just come in, run the plays, make it happen, and let's go. They might be the best team in the NFC. Like, I don't – like, I know Dallas whooped up on Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay's not been good all year. I – Dan's right. I only took – we everyone that bet on Tampa just took the bet because of Tom Brady and his playoff magic. Tampa Bay has not been good all season. The NFC South has been garbage. The Dallas Cowboys have been so inconsistent, it's not even funny. I wouldn't be surprised if they get steamrolled by the 49ers. I think that the 49ers are just going to make Dak Prescott look like an average quarterback once again. Yeah. For the record, I think you had one letter wrong. You said NFC. I think it's NFL. <laughs> like, legit, I think the Niners are the I mean, best. yeah. 
I legit think the Niners right now they're playing as the best team in the NFL, and that's not close, no, they are. In I, my opinion. Yeah, One they just execute I, so well. They do. They really do. One thing that like I hate right now that's going on on like gambling Twitter and all that is like everybody's just like, and this is not me trying to disrespect the Chiefs, right? Like because I think the Chiefs are fantastic, but like everybody's like, well, the Chiefs are gonna just walk their way into the Super Bowl because the Bengals look like shit and the Bills look like shit. Like, don't like just because they struggled against you know division rivals in the playoffs where it's the third time, like think that these teams aren't good anymore. Like these teams are very good, and if you think they're not going to be jacked up to try to beat Patrick Mahomes, you're telling on yourself uh, that you're not like you just don't know football and you don't know betting. Like it's weird. Like I don't know. Like I've been going nuts on Twitter. Like just like watching things. Like, I've had to like turn Twitter off because of that type of shit. I think it's I think it's safe to say. I'm sure Austin, you acknowledge this. You know, as you know, a Chiefs fan, so you see the tweets. It's since they won that first Super Bowl with Mahomes. The Chiefs get everybody's best game. They just mm-hmm. do because they know they're on top of the hill. You know, you defenders, you know, when you're lined up against Brock Purdy, it's one thing. When you're lined up against Skylar Thompson, it's one thing. When you got Pat Mahomes on the other side, you know that if you get home, people will recognize. Okay. So yeah. the Chiefs get everybody's best shot, in my opinion. Yeah. Cause you want to be the guy that disrupts what they're doing. You want to be the guy that, makes Patrick Mahomes look bad, right? Like, I mean, how many defenders are out there going, man, I was so close to intercepting Patrick Mahomes, and it just doesn't happen. Like, he's had that happen several times, but it's just also, like, realistically, like, to this Chiefs-Jaguars game, I'm worried about Josh Allen getting home. Like, it just, if he's moving all over the defensive line, if they're doing these stump, you know, these blitz stunts and stuff like that, it's just, like, how like Kansas City's offensive line is good about that, and they focus on that and stuff during practice during the week, which is great. But at the same time, it's like, what if there's one that they miss? And then Patrick Mahomes is just sitting there like a duck, and there's Josh Allen. We've seen him, you know, catch a tip ball in the air and go score off of it. Don't think we're going to forget about Cisco's and his dirty hits in Week 10 against the Chiefs. Like, I know Teresa's is just going to sit there and smirk about it, but, like, they were cheap hits. They were fine, but they, they felt a little cheap, and it was kind of one of those deals where it's like, all right, like, that's fine. And it was more so how he responded to it. Like, there was no remorse. And if it's any other team, I'm like, hey, that's a good football play. But happened to the Kansas City Chiefs. That's my favorite team. I'm going to be a little annoyed by it. It got me. I'm I'm not forgetting about it. I know the Chiefs haven't. So, with this game, I, I'm expecting some some deep shots by the Kansas City Chiefs. Go for it. Like, go One, go for it. Two, those weren't cheap hits. Like, they just weren't. They were good, aggressive football plays. So, I mean, again, you—it's because it's your team. So you, I know, I know. I also saw. I also saw Chiefs fans are all up in arms about Trevor Lawrence's press conference yesterday. Yeah, I did see. Oh my! He he compliments. I know. Chiefs, that's what I was going to say. Arrow he complimented for, the for hell out minutes, of him, and then he just said, and it was more of a compliment to Jags fans about how loud they were. That yeah. he was just like, hey, I think that we were probably just as loud. And then he was like, for the record. It was for, you know, our defense, not our offense, you know, stuff like that. And I, I've seen, like, people be like, oh, put this on the bulletin board. I'm like, he's complimenting you guys. Shut the fuck up. Like, yeah, Chiefs but the fans. thing is, though, is, like, Kansas City, like, Chiefs fans that are going to that game are going to take – they like, they need bulletin material. Like, they're going to need that reason to be extra loud or, you know, we're slamming bottles together or we're slamming bottles off the chairs to – to make some extra noise. We're going to scream a little louder. This is a bulletin board for that. There's only been one person, one quarterback in the NFL that has bad mouthed arrowhead and backed it up. And his name is Ben Roethlisberger. 
And he said, you know, Arrowhead's really not that loud when you convert on third down. They came in that weekend and they won by kicking field goals and converting third down. And I got so fucking drunk after that game. I don't remember what happened. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. I love it. Um, so uh, sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, speaking of this game, obviously we're just going to start there, right? Yeah. I'm looking at your bets and I'm just going to get, I got three bets on this game. I'm just going to get them out of the way really quick. And then I'm going to let you guys go back and forth because I think one of your bets is going to spark the other one. Uh, so real quick, I got the Jags over 21 and a half. Uh, because of that, I'm also taking Jags over and a half or over two and a half touchdowns, excuse me. And then I'll take the game over 52 and a half. Very you specifically. One, you have one more. But for that game? Yeah. No, I don't. Yes, you do. I very specifically, very I just read that over 52 and a half for the game. Oh, sorry. Gotcha. Uh, very specifically did not take the spread because I don't want to have a dog in the fight. So we're just taking points and stuff. And now I'm going to let you two go because uh, I would like to hear what one of you thinks about the other's bets specifically on the point side of things and overall. Yeah, so, and I, I know exactly just throw me underneath the table. That's fine, Dan. You just, you're starting, you want to fight. I here, said, here it comes. I said one of you. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I'll, I'll take it. I, I said, you t- told you guys coming in, I'm feeling a little feisty today. You know, I was cooking dinner tonight, just kind of prepping what I wanted to talk about. And here's the thing. I'm not going to bet the spread on this game because Kansas city does not cover the spread. They have not covered the spread. Well, this year they did not last year either. So they rank kind of towards the bottom in terms of, you know, wins against the spread here. I will take the over and under on points. I do think Kansas city offense is just explosive. McCall Hardman is most likely not playing, but that's fine. Cause Kadarius Tony's healthy. Clyde Edwards Hilaire. There's a possibility he's coming back. I'm not expecting much out of him, but I do think it's one of those deals where if he does play and he does get an option to make a play, I wouldn't be surprised if he does, but I'm not relying on it. And that's the difference. And I think when we look at Kansas city, their offensive line has been playing well. Their defense has not been getting the credit that it deserves. Frank Clark is a playoff menace in terms of rushing the passer. There's a possibility he's not playing. I think he practiced today, so it's still something to pay attention to. But the Chiefs secondary, they have been playing really well. They look like they've got everything figured out and lined out, and I'm excited to see how they look facing Trevor Lawrence and how Trevor Lawrence looks coming into this week. One, on the road. Two, dealing with the fans of Arrowhead in a playoff atmosphere. I think the weather's supposed to be nice, so we don't have to worry about that, which is good for both quarterbacks. But I do wonder with Trevor Lawrence getting pressure from the inside from Chris Jones and the outside of Frank Clark and someone else like a Mike Dana, who's low key been underrated this season as well. And then you get blitz from Willie Gay. How does that look? Or Willie Sneed coming off the edges? Is Trevor Lawrence just too rattled? Is there too much coming at him? And if he's slinging the ball down the field, is he getting it to his guy or is there just, you know, Juan Thornhill sending back there like, thank you, Tulu, I'm out. Deuces, touchdown. So with that, I'm taking Kansas City. Pretty much to just nail the over with Jacksonville. The over set at 52 and a half for tonight recording this. I'm taking the over. I'm taking Kansas City to score over 30 and a half points. I think they're going to have a defensive touchdown as well. But with that, I'm taking the Jags, the under, the 21 and a half points. And I think this is where Treese comes back a little feisty himself once I give him a turn to talk. Because I think Trevor Lawrence is going to be a little rattled in this atmosphere this weekend. Yeah. So you're also taking Chiefs over three and a half touchdowns. Yeah. And uh, you- three you why are you not just taking the spread? Because yeah. every time I do that, I know I know like I pretty much am, you, but you when are, I do that, you are. I, you I are. know that, but then I'm not at the same time because when I do that <laughs> again, 
not a little stitious, superstitious. No, I get it. It doesn't it. work out. I get it. I feel you, man. We I can't start the top of the show going with like, yeah, whatever you do two and a half hours south of Kansas <laughs> City does have an impact. You can't sit here and tell me like, oh, you might as well just take the freaking spread. It's not going to work like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all but right, you are. Cool. Yeah, but you are. But, but I'm not um, officially. Okay. Okay. Cool. I'm taking the Jags plus eight and a half. Um, divisional round games are usually typically very close. And let's not forget how amazing last year was. Like every game came down to the wire. I think that this one does too. I'm actually not going to sit here and be like the Jags are upsetting the Chiefs. Um, I think this is a huge uphill battle. I think that the Chiefs, I, I talked about this in week 10 about how the Chiefs offense is a nightmare for the Jags defense. Like the way that they run things, it's going to be tough. I genuinely think that. But I think the Jags keep it to one score when it's all said and done. If that's a backdoor cover or not, I don't know. But I'm going to say Jags covered eight and a half. And by covering eight and a half points, you have to score at least three touchdowns. So I took the Jags plus two and a half touchdowns. Like just simple math there. If they're going to cover, they're going to score at least three touchdowns. Those are my two bets this game. Spoiler, I have an eight game parlay with teams covering and those teams having two points over two and a half touchdowns in all of them because they're going to have to cover that just a cool plus 4,528. So just, I wonder, <laughs> uh, Justin, by last Sunday, I kind of talked myself into this mentality and I'm wondering if you're there yet, where by Sunday morning in for the dolphins, uh, bills, I decided the dolphins couldn't lose that game. Like oh, that was the, 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 the speculation around the game was Miami had already lost that game. Right. So I was like, mm-hmm. really? They're playing with nothing to lose. This is house money. And that's how I went into the game. And I very much enjoyed watching that game. Yeah. I oh, just wondered if you're if you're there yet, where it's like, listen, like this is such a we're punching up a weight class to yeah. the point where like we can't lose. Listen, this is what's gonna long- happen. This was there's gonna be two things that really make this happen. Trevor Lawrence is going to go out there warming up either in a hoodie with some big headphones or he'll, he'll, or he'll go exact opposite cut off shirt with like AirPods in, you know, throwing little dimes to, you know, Christian Kirk with his hair flowing like that. Plus like, I don't know. I'll start being like, well, shit, the fucking Bengals did this last year. We're the exact same. Like I'll convince myself and by like five minutes before kickoff, I'll tweet something stupid like Jacks by by a million or something like that. Um, so yeah, I'll probably it was sure talk it was always it, it, was it was always the Jacks. Yeah, it, it was, was always the Jacks. Everybody actually, I I don't like that because a ton of non Jaguars fans are tweeting that, and now it's oh, just, no. now it's not cool anymore. So, anyways, so the, um, what are your uh, realistic expectations for this weekend, though? One score game. What are well, we know Austin's. We saw his bets. Yeah, Austin. Austin thinks this game's <laughs> over by halftime. So no, that's and I. I really, I don't think it will be. Kansas City. Kansas City doesn't blow. They don't have blowouts in the first half. The last one they did was against Cincinnati in the AFC Championship game last year, and they came out in the second half and laid a dud and lost. Yeah, Kansas City's a second half team. They come out in the third quarter firing. One that's what I'm excited to see one because that's awesome. what they struggled so with. So is Jacksonville. So is Jacksonville. I know that. We learned and that that's last what I'm saying. So awesome. Is like. That's I think awesome. it comes down to, you know, the fourth quarter where Kansas City's defense makes a play. The offense gets the ball back, and then it's like, okay, here we go. 
Now it's blown out. I don't think this I, is the I game say, starts. Kansas City just takes off and leaves Jacksonville um, in the dust. I would say, Have sorry, you, Dan, sorry, one second. I If this is what you're hoping for, like, and that's what you think is going to happen, I think you're playing with fire. And I'm not saying that just because it's a Jags game. Jags, how many times this year have they come back in the third and fourth quarter, caused turnovers, caused havoc in the fourth quarter just by a team making a silly mistake or they make a weird play? Like, if I'm the Chiefs, I, w- I legit want a 14, 17, 20-point lead going into halftime. Well, I mean, they can have that, but l- l- that's what happened against Denver four or five weeks ago. And then Denver comes out in the second half and scores three touchdowns, and they're they're within six. And then Kansas City's sitting there like, oh, shit, we got to try and turn this back on. Yeah. Kansas City, they just they need to they need to get the running game going. They need Patrick Mahomes to kind of have a couple plays, get in a rhythm, take a deep shot, head into halftime. You get the ball back like they normally try to do with the coin with the coin flip, and then you come out and you score. You try and go two for one right there at the end of the half to come back and go score again, and then you let your defense go. Yeah. I, I so uh, and I'm not trying to be disrespectful here. And again, I'm just trying to chat here. Like I feel like what you just said is what every team wants to do. One hundred percent, right? But like that's know. what that's when Kansas City's at their best. The year they went and won the Super Bowl, that's what they they executed at flawlessly. Right. Gotcha. And then they would so, come back in and they would just ears pinned, go get the quarterback was the defense mentality, and then it just let the let the defenders or secondary members do what they do, and then offense. We're going to just keep matriculating the ball down the field here, and we're going to go score. And then you end up with over 20 rushes from your running back, which they can now do with Isaiah Pacheco. And then you can throw in McKinnon. He can run the ball effectively as well. So you're just like, okay, well, McKinnon's in there. clearly passing the ball. Boom, there he goes up the middle for eight hard yards. Totally. Yep, that's fair. So go ahead, Dan. This is the – I I was going to say, I I promise we will move on to other games. Uh, I just had this one last thing before we do move on. Is uh, Austin, I haven't uh, heard – but does Kansas City have a plan to stop Evan Ingram? <laughs> yeah, his name's uh, Legarius Sneed. Sounds like a bitch. So, um, really, I, though, I am interested to see how Kansas City's secondary does play and kind of match up against an Evan Ingram. You know, especially with Legarius Sneed's been kind of following the ones lately. Trent McDuffie's a rookie. They've been leaving him outside alone several times. Um, Bryant, or, yeah. I think it's Brian Cook, excuse me, the rookie from Cincinnati. He's number six. He's been kind of getting a lot more playing time, which has been interesting because he's kind of their hard-hitting safety. It's what he's really formed into. But he's got a lot of length and range, too, so it's fun to watch him play. So I'm interested to see how they use these young guys here in the playoffs against Jacksonville's, like, speed receivers that they have. And then it's like, boom, here's Evan Ingram. Yeah, and who's your guys' slot guy? Who's Who guards the slot the most on your team? I believe it's Legarius Sneed because he's just they've been kind of mixing them everywhere. Gotcha. It's it's weird how they've been doing it. Like it, they'll let Legarius Sneed kind of follow the one around, and then it's like Trent McDuffie and that Joshua Williams kid or that Jalen Watson kid as well. Yeah. So it'll be interesting. And I mean, and everybody's gonna also say this, but like, man, this Doug Peterson Andy Reid thing is gonna be fun because they just know each other so well. And yep. dude, I I don't know if you want you probably haven't watched any of like the Jacks press conferences, but man, like the way that Dougie was just talking about Andy to uh yesterday was just so awesome. He's just like, Yeah, we talk all the time. He's like, We didn't talk week 10 because we played each other. We won't talk this week. Every other week we talk. He's like, he's like literally one of my best friends. I'm like, that's so cool. Like Dang that's, it. So awesome. that's terrifying to hear. Yeah, like so they like it's just <laughs> awesome. Like, like, and he's just like he's just like, yeah, you guys know what? I think you this is like almost like a direct quote. He's like, uh Andy Reid's had two weeks off. You think they're not gonna come up with some crazy shit or something like that? Oh, <laughs> like it was, yeah, it was just awesome. Like, you know, and like and I will say, we've talked about this for four years now. Andy Reid is the best coming off of a bye. 
like it. And that's mm-hmm. what, that's honestly what scares me the most. And yes, Patrick Mahomes should scare me the most. It is Andy Reid coming off of a bye, getting a whole extra like eight days of just like fucking just downstairs eating like burgers and pizza coming up with crazy ass plays. Like that's what scares me. The other thing, Steve Spagnuolo is pretty good coming off the bye as well. So his defense always plays well. Yeah. So I don't know. I think it's going to be, it's going to be fun either way. Cause one, like, nobody expected the Jags to be here Two, we've been doing this podcast for four or five years now. And now our teams are playing in the playoffs. It's awesome. Like it's cool. Yeah. Happy so, for us. Happy for us. What about you, Dan? Oh, yikes. Sorry. I'll be watching. Don't worry. I'll be, yeah. I'll be watching too. You'll be watching. All right. Let's move on to the next game. What is the, <laughs> what is the night game on Saturday night? That is the Giants. Uh, game. Eagles okay. Giants. Yep. Eagles Giants. Okay. I am taking the Giants plus seven and a half and the over two and a half touchdowns on <laughs> The Giants, again, eight-game parlay. That is not going to miss. Let's go. I hope you're right. I'm going – I have one bet this game. My bets are literally for all the other ones because I almost stayed away from this game because I'm not sure how well Jalen Hurts plays this week. I know he's been dealing with shoulder injury. He should be fine, good to go. So he, I went with the full, under at 48 points. He's been full points. participant in the last two days, just so you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but then you get Dexter Lawrence right up the middle. Bang, you land on your shoulder. How's that? Dexter Lawrence is playing out of his mind. Yes, he is. Uh, yeah. uh, so I uh, I just have two bets this game. I'm taking Eagles minus seven and a half coming off the bye. I think it does give them a chance to get healthy. Jalen Hurts, I think, is healthy. Uh, you know, and A.J. Brown, I'm sure, is always dealing with some sort of lingering in, uh, injury. So they're finally healthy. I like them. And then I have Eagles minus one and a half first quarter. I think uh, if the Giants do hang with them, which I think they will for a while, the Eagles are going to jump out to a lead. Then Giants are going to fight back. Eagles are going to jump out to lead. Giants fight back. I think it's going to be that kind of game. Uh, so I like the Eagles to be up probably 7-3, 14-7, something like that after the first quarter. I like that. I like that. Um, all right, moving on to the afternoon slash morning game of Sunday, which is the Buffalo Bills and the Cincinnati Bengals. Um, I have three bets on this game. I'm taking the Bengals at plus five. Can anybody guess what my second bet is? Oh, yeah, over two look, and a half touchdowns? I can look at it. Yes. Bengals over two and a half touchdowns. And then I also am just taking the over in general on this game over 48. Boom. I have two bets for this game. I took the Bengals at plus five and then the over at 48 points. Bengals versus Bills. That night, that Monday night game, I think it was going to be a special game. We all know what happened. The game eventually gets canceled. DeMar Hamlin, no. Uh, I do expect him to make an appearance this week, and I do think it's going to be an emotional one, and I think it's going to be electric as well. With this being, this is the Sunday night game. Is that right? This is the Sunday afternoon game. Sunday afternoon. Sunday afternoon. Either way, I think it's going to be emotional. Bills, I mean, the the fans are going to be rocking. I think it's going to be a fun game. But I think it's going to be a close game, and I would not be surprised if Cincinnati comes out of there with a victory. We, saw, I mean, you saw what the Dolphins did last week. It kind of exposed what you can do and get away with um, against their receivers. And when you're Cincinnati's defense, they just they seem to make enough plays against these receivers to where they they slow them down or they get an interception. Josh Allen, as of late, he's been kind of forcing the ball a little bit, trying to make too much happen. 
And the conversation, you know, today and yesterday really on Twitter and social media has just been, hey, you can kind of do whatever you want to these Buffalo Bills wide receivers. These guys, just defenses are not scared of them. Like Stephon Diggs is special, but outside of that, who do you have? There isn't mm-hmm. really much. So, I mean, Gabe Davis is going to have a good game. I think it was Chris Sims. It's like, yeah, you're going to have a good game once a month. And I was like, actually, you know, that's kind of a fair point. Seems kind of harsh, but I would not be surprised if Cincinnati comes out of this game with a victory. And I'm not saying it's a blowout, but I do think it's uh, like Cincinnati leaves with a convincing win. Austin, I think you like the most important thing you said, I mean, they were all good points, but was that Josh Allen's trying to do too much. Last week, the Bills are trying to salt the game away. They have a lead in the fourth quarter against the Dolphins. Do you guys want to take a wild guess what Josh Allen's average depth of target was in the fourth quarter? 16 and a half. Austin? I was going to say 25, 20, 25. You would have been really close. It was 26 and a half yards. Damn. If you're trying to salt away a victory, you are not (laughs) – you don't need to be throwing 26 – like, okay. Dart, dart, dart. (laughs) We all love Josh Allen because he's got a huge arm. He has an absolutely huge arm, and he can throw up really pretty deep ball. You don't have to do it every play, man. It's totally cool to throw a five-yard slant. There's nothing and wrong with it. That's what Joe Burrow's so good at doing. Like, and that's why he gets those comparisons to Tom Brady because he's just gonna he's he'll gonna just kill you by he'll just like it. a million paper cuts. Like, it's just it's insane how how easily he can just dink and dunk his way down the field. And I don't say that disrespectfully because at the same time he's gonna drop back and he's gonna lay it in the bucket to Jamar Chase down the sideline or to T Higgins. You know what I mean? Or it's like they're gonna go make a play. But at the same time, where, where it's third and seven, where it's fourth and eight, and he's got to hit the ball on an inside route between the linebacker and the safety coming down in the corner on the backside, boom, he's putting that ball where only his receiver can get it. I saw it yep. in the regular season against Kansas City. I saw it last year in the AFC Championship game. He just Joe Burrow does that with such ease and so much poise in the pocket that it doesn't matter who's around him or how much pressure's there. He's going to make the play. And we've not seen, respectfully, we've not seen Josh Allen do that as consistently as Joe Burrow has. Right. He makes so, plays uh, yeah. on his own, in his own way, but not like that. And that's what you need in the playoffs. Yeah. Right. And we're not saying can... Josh oh, – go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say, you know, we're not saying Josh Allen's bad. Josh Allen's a top oh, no. three quarterback – top three, top five quarterback, however you want to slice it. I'd let you argue top two. But it just seems like he's trying too hard. Like, he's relying on that deep throw too much. So, for that reason, I'm taking Bengals plus five, just like you guys. And uh, that's my only bet for the game. I just had Bengals plus five. I thought I had a little more. Just that. All right. I will say the one thing that worries me is Bengals have just been decimated offensive line. Literally missing three of their five starters over the last two. But years. they were last year. You know, it just seems it's like that diff- don't matter. It's different this year, though. It's different. This <laughs> That's year. true. I, is I it? It is, though. Like he's <laughs> like they've been so healthy all year. Last year it was chaos all the time. Like so he was just used to it. Like this year it's it's they literally did not have an injury weeks one through 16, and then all of a sudden they mi- they're missing three now. So that is why I'm saying I think it's going to be a close game. But, again, I'm still taking the Bengals plus five, and I uh, I also think that they could win this game. So, but is it, And I'm not trying to, like, argue you in a douchey way here. The Bills don't have a pass rush with Von Miller being out. Like, there, there's no. nobody to fear, like, truly have, coming off the edge. Yeah, I mean, A.J. Epinesa and Gregory Rousseau, neither one of them strike fear into you. Yeah, I mean, they they're, they're relentless, you know what I mean? High-motor type of guys, but they just, they're not getting there as quickly as you need them to be. It's right. like, okay, this play's still going, son of a bitch, you know, here right. he is again. Vanessa's you know, just Joe, always around. And Joe, Joe Burrow isn't going to bail out of clean pockets 
like Skylar Thompson did last week. You're not playing a seventh round rookie anymore. You know, you're playing Joe Burrow. That's different. Number one overall pick. I don't Joe know why cool. I'm rooting for this guy, but Joe Cool is coming in hot. Let's get to our next matchup, though. Therese, Dan, one of you lead the way. Yeah, so uh, San Fran and Dallas. Uh, once again, hey, I just got one bet in this game, guys, and I'm taking San Fran minus three and a half. I think Dallas is getting screwed. Okay, they did the entire NFC, NFL, whoever you want to say, a favor by knocking off Tom Brady, and their reward is going to San Francisco to play what is the most prepared team in the NFL that executes the best. Oh, and by the way, they're going to have two more days than you to prep. I think Dallas got screwed. So I'm taking San Fran, three-and-a-half-point favorite, and I I feel like this is going to be a – people are going to be calling for Mike McCarthy's head come Monday morning. Oh, because it's one thousand percent. Because it's going to be same old Dallas. Get the division around you, shit your pants. And here comes Sean Payton making. And we're going to see all the million years a head coach. Yep, and we're going to see all the memes about what a Cowboys fans do after they win the Super Bowl. Shut off their Xbox. How do you know you're talking to a Cowboys fan? They only talk about the '90s. You know, it's like we're going to see it all. And the Cowboy fans, I'm sorry, but I just uh, this is a tough matchup for you. It is. They're just the Cowboys fans are honestly lucky that this game's not in Dallas, so they don't have to watch this heartbreak again. Yeah. Yeah. Um so, I also took the Niners three and a half. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, don't know I really kind of thought you'd join in on us on just like burying Dallas before the game starts, but that's fine. Um, I'm not because that's when I get nervous, is when all three of us are shitting on something. Like, so I gotta like just Take a step. That's back. a fair million. point. Okay, bills like, by a million. All right. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, so Niners minus three and a half. <laughs> yes, you guessed it. Niners over two and a half touchdowns, and I am taking over nine and a half points in the first quarter in this game. Bada boom, bada bing. I'm, I'm going. Sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. I thought you were done. I apologize. That's okay. Go ahead. I mean, if you're still going, you're still going. I really hope the Niners kick the shit out of them, <laughs> for the record. Like, I love the Niners. Like, I think they're so much fun to watch that I just want to keep watching them play football. I just love watching them execute. Like, it's, yeah. like I, I, they're just – yeah, they're just a very well-tuned machine. Yep. And it's fun seeing Christian McCaffrey just balling it out on a yeah. good team. Oh, my God. Yeah. Like, so, not okay. just with Carolina, and it's like, well, doesn't matter. still lost by 10. <laughs> like, so, last week – I don't know if you guys saw this play – but so they started out in the regular set. They motioned Christian McCaffrey out to the slot and motioned Debo into the backfield. And I was like, that feels like it should be against the rules. <laughs> I feel like as a defender, because I'm shitting my you pants. Don't know- I don't know what to do. <laughs> right. Because they got a running back who has the wide receiver skill set. They have a wide receiver who has a running back skill set. Or, you know, both skills could be either position. It's like, uh, yeah. And then they also is, have a tight a end that's a tight end position and a left tackle position, basically, with his blocking right. skills. Yes. Right. And it, I, with, a, with, a, with a dash of Mike Allstott when he gets the ball. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. It's great. And then we have Niners this by chaos. Nine. Yeah, then we also have this chaos of a seventh-round quarterback. And then there's Brock like, Purdy. Out there just and that's just doing this. Throwing – Throwing passes into double coverage and having Twitter analysts suck them off. Yeah, yeah. it's great. Yeah, um, one of my uh, one of my good one of my good buddies is a uh, Niners fan, and he just bought tickets to this game. And he, dude, they're so expensive. <laughs> like for how cheap I can get to Kansas City and go to that game, like the price that he's paying is just ridiculous. It's insane. 
So. This is me realizing I never responded back to you about that. You uh, didn't. So I, I just took it that you didn't want to hang out with me. My bad. No worries. No worries. <laughs> totally. I've been uh, been doing a little bit of training with a new job, so it's been real bad about reading a message and then setting it down. And yeah, like, for the uh, record, everyone, I literally said, hey, if I come to the game, do you want to sit with me? Crickets for four days. <laughs> guess guess oh, not. <laughs> fuck. I am so sorry. Uh, no, yes, if you come to the game, I would like to sit with you. <laughs> That's probably too Austin. late now, and I'm super sorry because that would have been a lot of fun. No worries. Austin, are you going? No. <laughs> okay. But I would if Treese was coming. No. That's cute. I'm Who sorry, knows? but uh, right. what's your bets? It's fine. Niners by a million here. I'm going to take the <laughs> over 46 with the Niners and Cowboys. I'm going to take the the Niners also to cover by three and a half. The total points over by the Niners at 24 and a half. So total points of the game, 49 or excuse me, 46. I'm taking that, taking the Niners favored by three and a half. And then I'm taking the Niners to also score over 24 and a half points. Uh, I don't want to call it a blowout, but I'm thinking it's going to at least be a high scoring fun matchup. I do hope Dallas comes to play. I hope Dak Prescott looks good. I hope he's making great plays because I, I mean, as much as we just praise the Niners here, Dak Prescott did look good Fantastic. against Tampa Bay. Mm-hmm. And it was more so than just like him standing in the pocket throwing. He was making plays on the run. You know, that one touchdown to Dalton Schultz, which I also just kind of want to throw this out there, might be one of the, like the new great like tight ends kind of coming into the NFL. I shouldn't oh, say yeah. great, too big of a word, but like consistent and good when healthy. Dalton Schultz is a guy that like, Deserves everybody's respect. He's he's, he's in Dallas. The, Ga- he's in the, he's the Dallas Goddard of like two years ago. Yeah, sure. And he's a free agent at the end of the year too. So uh, future Dalton, Dalton Schultz. <laughs> there you go. This there guy, you, go. you got Mike Gusecki. We're just waiting for him to blow up. No, no, you no, no, he's, like, he's gone. He's gone. Did you? Uh, when you guys get a chance, go to Mike Gusecki's Twitter if he hasn't blocked you yet, because he does block everyone, and just read his tweet because he basically said like, yeah. I'm fucking out. I'm sure. <laughs> Which is like, like no way. A, a tight end who exclusively plays slot is not going to work in an offense where you have to be an inline blocker. Who the hell could have seen that coming? Dalton so, King. Watch, he's going to go. so sick in a Dolphins uniform next year. <laughs> yeah. okay. He's going to go somewhere and just be stellar. And we're just going to oh, like, gonna go. I've never had he, that in Miami. He's going he's gonna to go be Jimmy Graham somewhere. Like, he has the Jimmy Graham skill set. And they just like, like, no, how about you block? How about you block? Yeah. Just using a Ferrari to get groceries. It's fine. That's, That's what good. I would do. Let's get into good. our uh, three-leg parlays here. Uh, I'll go first to lead us off. I'm going to take the total touchdowns of the Chiefs by three and a half. Um, I just think if you're going to score over 30 points, you're going to have to score about four touchdowns here. So I'm going to roll with that. I'm then taking the Niners favored by three and a half versus the Cowboys. And then I'm taking the Bengals to cover the plus five versus the Bills. And uh, I'll take... Eagles minus one and a half first quarter Bengals plus five. So sorry, that's not going to be in the five leg boys. And then uh, over two and a half touchdowns by the Jacksonville Jaguars. Let's roll. I'm taking the over two and a half touchdowns for the Giants over two and a half touchdowns for the Bengals and over nine and a half points in the first quarter between San Francisco and Dallas. Austin, I already that. see you, I already see you highlighting picks, and I like the total points over 24 and a half for the Niners. I really like that one. Perfect. Throw that in there. Um so go ahead. Do we put I was gonna say San Fran minus three and a half? 
that feels pretty good. Yeah. Yep. I mean, I don't know if this is actually possible because they sometimes won't let you do that. And I honestly should jump into the app real quick and see if they let us. But like, if we're doing over 24 and a half, we should do the over two and a half touchdowns. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. Fucking trees, man. Over what? two and a half touchdowns, lock it in. <laughs> first off, first the... off, with the Niners, I'm 6-0 and on this bet this year. <laughs> lock it uh, in, man. Way, lock it in. By the way, while we're at it, uh, I officially hate the Cowboys, uh, specifically their kicker, because he cost me the over last week. And Tom Brady threw his first red zone interception in three years. That cost me a bet as well. So, Tom Brady, Brett Mayer, congratulations, gentlemen. You've made the list. They they saved me. <laughs> I had the, the under. I don't know what to say. This I'm freaking dude. Hey, uh, sorry <laughs> that sorry that didn't happen for you, but it did for me. So suck on those winning nuts yes. again. Yep. Well, who who would have who, who would have thought that something uh, in the betting world broke Teresa's way? I for one shocked. <laughs> You're shocked that it happens. Yeah, some people say skill. Some people like you guys want to say just breaking my way and I'm luck. I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. Yeah, sorry. I per- how dude. dare we not know that you saw those four missed extra points coming? I tried. <laughs> I tried to tell you guys on the last podcast, but you guys cut me off, and so I said, "Never mind. I won't break this news to you." <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. That's on <laughs> us, you know. That's and I appreciate you, you bringing yeah, that to our attention. Uh, yeah, for sure. So, is there is there is there anything else that we should know about this weekend's games before uh, we continue this parlay? Like anything? Uh, I mean. Jags money line uh, put put things on. I think the I think the Jags are plus three thousand three hundred to win the Super Bowl. That's probably a good futures bet. So uh, like, I could kind of I could kind of <laughs> I could I, I, I could kind of take or leave my house. You think I should just throw that on the Jags Super Bowl? I fucking hate how serious he was. <laughs> yeah, just good futures bet. I will be honest. I'm a little scared. Kansas City loses this weekend. I'm scared they just lay an egg. Uh, I I legit think, that and I'm not I'm not just saying that to say it. I am 100 serious. Been having Dude. an icky feeling, an icky gut feeling all weekend, all week. Okay, I have a question, and I feel like you guys are the are the two best people to ask. Why is laying an egg a bad thing? Like that's what chickens are supposed to do. You know, like like if your chicken lays eggs, that's good. Why is yeah? Because that's bad? what a chicken's supposed to do. A football team is supposed to. Like eat the yeah, egg. But why You're is supposed it, to cook well, it and eat it? Stay hot, fiery. Get mad at them egg. Get mad Sizzling. Them egg, but like, give why, me a protein. Why, why is it? Why is it like you know laying egg? I don't know. Um, adding on to our five leg. Uh, I actually don't. <laughs> All right, cool, 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 cool. <laughs> I don't know the answer, so I'm just gonna move on. Like, I don't know what else mm-hmm. to tell you. I think I think Austin tried to explain it. You didn't like the answer, so I'm just gonna move on. That's fine. Damn, Dad. All right. What's your next pick? No, it's cool. I won't be able to sleep tonight, but that's cool. <laughs> okay. We're, we'll talk. All he doesn't like this. it when we double team him. It's fine. What's your? <laughs> what are our next two bets here? Oh, my God. Because all day in the chat, you guys were just attacking me for no reason. I wasn't even doing anything. And it, he did like, not was, attack you. You literally said I'm an asshole. And I'm no, rude, he did. And, Austin I did not did. say I did that. Not. I did. And I did, did not say if he was an asshole. Fits, if the shoe fits, that's what you said. That's that is that awesome calling you an asshole? When I said, did I you feel like an asshole? Did that shoe? Is that the shoe that fit? You feeling like an asshole? Why is you putting a shoe on your asshole? That doesn't even make any sense. 
I'm taking, let's take the Chiefs over 15 and a half in the first quarter or first half, I mean. Okay, that's a good bet. Last one. What do you guys want? I got two of mine on there ready, so I'm gonna I'm gonna defer. I got two of mine. Much like team will. Cincinnati Cincinnati two and a half over two and a half touchdowns. Bingo. You you don't want to put in like Jags money line. I hear that's good. It it is a pretty good bet, but we we decided we weren't gonna do money line bets unless it's awesome. Oh. We, we like having a good bet. Um, so that's fucking week so, one. So, so moving on, it was slipping for the college football playoffs. college football championship. <laughs> um, nah, so, yeah, yeah. So I'm gonna take the Georgia lead at uh, after one quarter. <laughs> um, so we are taking. Total points. Holy over shit, I did. <laughs> Fuck <Yeah>. me. <laughs> yeah. Why didn't you say anything? I had what five mean, bets for that game. It's it's Austin's world. We all just live in it. Uh, um, it's about time you realize it. Yep. So we were taking the over 24 and a half for the Niners. <laughs> we were taking the Niners minus three and a half. We were taking the Niners over two and a half touchdowns. We really like the Niners. We were taking the Chiefs <laughs> over 15 and a half in the first half. And we were taking the Bengals over two and a half touchdowns. If we ever were going to hit one, this is the one we're going to hit. And I completely agree, but I also just want to go ahead and take this time to apologize to 49ers fans if you guys yes. lay an egg and lose yes. to the Dallas yeah, Cowboys. Because just... oh, big <laughs> fucking yikes, boys. Yeah, uh, yeah we're going to buckle up. Group, group chat's going to be popping during the Niners game. It really is. It really is. All right, boys. Um, everyone... Have a great weekend. This is one of the, my favorite weekends of football. Like the divisional round is so much fun. It's like, for me, it is like, obviously opening weekend is great. Thanksgiving day is awesome. Divisional round is amazing. And then just do it all the crazy bets on Super Bowl. Like just things that you normally don't bet on. Like those are like probably my, like four or five favorite weekends. Yeah. I was going to say, we should probably state how we're going to handle the Super Bowl because we could get 20, 25 bets apiece real quick. We probably will, to be honest. It's All right, be good. Awesome. Love that. Love yeah. that. <laughs> All right, everybody. We appreciate y'all. And tonight we've been talking football.